Hiya! Welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, the review. I am Ramat. Today I'm going to be talking about a film I saw in the cinema and I was really disappointed <laughs> that I saw it and I took my money out of the cinemas. And I know that, yes, it may seem like I've let the cat out of the bag, but I just needed to say that before going on. It's a film by some, a filmmaker that I respect and I, I adore and I thought I could learn a lot from the film, but I was disappointed when I got to see it. But before I spill off all of it in the introduction, I am going to be talking about Kunlia for Lions, The Bridge. Stella, you know I love you, right? Marry me, Stella. What I don't understand is why you would choose that arrogant prince over me. A boy we don't know. From a family we don't know. So, um, December 8, 2017, Kunle Afolayon released The Bridge that was produced by Lassen Ray and directed by Kunle Afolayon. And it was a film that was set in Ilorin in Kwara State, Nigeria. The movie starred Demola Adedoin, Chidima Ikile, Bintai Omogaji, Zap Oji, Kunle Afolayon, Tinamba, Adebayo Salami, Larry Paimo, Wale, Oluwomo Jore. I'm sorry if I got that name wrong. I'm really sorry. Larry Hassan, Jimo Aliu, and Mamare Ayumi, and a host of others. In the bridge, Obadare, a Yoruba prince, uh, and Stella, a young lady from a distinguished Igbo family, are a couple whose um, relationship is threatened by tribal prejudice and parental plans for each of their lives. Um, the Bridge is Chinima Ikele's first feature film. She's known more for her music. Uh, she was a Project Fame winner. That's the MTN Project Fame winner. And um, she's she's a music person. So a lot of people didn't expect her to do a film. But she did it and it's her debut film. And the storyline, I have mentioned a part of it being that Obadare and Stella, you know, Obadari is a Yoruba prince, Stella is from a distinguished Igbo family, and they're a couple whose relationship was threatened by tribal prejudice and parental plans. But what I need to add is that this couple decided to secretly marry against their parents' wishes, and then the consequences of that decision shook the very foundation and sustainers of both families. Now let's look at some of the things I liked about the film. The cast was fantastic, I must say. I loved Zach Oji's portrayal. He was stoic. He was, you know, the dignified Igbo man that you would expect him to be. Tina Mba was fantastic. I always, I have this huge respect for Tina Mba because she is such a wonderful actor. And the, host, the other actors were really, really good. I may not say that about Chidema, but the actors were good. Cinematography was fantastic. The feel was very clean uh, the lighting was great the art direction was wonderful um the scene selection was good the angles were fantastic all of that was well put together when you look at it it's visually appealing as in if you were watching it without the storyline it was worth watching because it was good uh the costume was very real it was you know when you looked at the yoruba costume and you looked at the Igbo costume and you looked at what they wore in the other scenes and the pilot thing and, you know, everything about it really worked. So the costume was well thought out. It was well picked. It was well chosen. And it was perfect for the film. Having said all of that, let me look at the storyline as a story. I love the storyline to a point, And I'll get to that point. Um, I loved it because it addressed issues that are continuing to be a problem in our Nigerian society. And that is tribal prejudice and intermarriage because of those tribal prejudices. There is still an undercurrent of hate between the Igbos and the Yorubas, which has stemmed from long history of hate and long history of tribal prejudice. 
from so many issues that you can't even pinpoint the one thing that was the root cause of it till today many igbo families will not allow their children marry a yoruba person and vice versa it's standard so i love that it was handling that kind of problem that we have in our african societies it's not just the Igbos. when you go to certain cultures you know the Hausa man is wary about marrying his children to somebody that's not Hausa or Muslim, you know, and you know, these things are there in our society, in our cultures, and they need to be addressed. So I felt this was a worthy enough film to address it. Now, that being said, I think Obadare was rude. He was disrespectful and presumptuous by not at least trying to seek the parents' approval before marrying Stella. Why do I say this in light of the fact that I'm a feminist? I agree that, you know, you need to make your own choices for your life and stuff like that. But then when Stella came to Obadere and said her father and her mother were not in support of her marriage to him, he could have tried by saying, okay, let me go and ask you by myself. You know, he didn't. And I felt that was rude. That was presumptuous. And then he went ahead to tell her how she was important to him, how she had been taking care of him, yada, yada, yada. In essence, telling her how she suited to his life. And she just followed him. She accepted to marry him and that was that. And I was really so disappointed that he didn't do that. Of course, he insulted the, the family. And for me, I felt that by doing that, he showed complete disregard for the family. Because if the if the situation was turned and he he was the girl, the man he was in love with didn't bother to come seek permission, it would have been a totally different thing. So I felt like he was rude. He was disrespectful. He should have at least gone to see the father and then if the father had said no and he got married afterwards it would be like we tried but the father said no but he didn't even go hey i was so angry about that then you look at stella stella didn't seem to be motivated by love she seemed to be more afraid of disappointing obadari than she was about making those decisions based on her love for him and it is not unexpected as she showed that same level of fear for her parents because Stella seemed to cower in their presence every time she was around them she seemed to make herself smaller and Chidima who played the role was already small so making herself smaller in her parents presence was crazy and I am not surprised because a whole lot of African girls African families have that dynamics of the relationship where the father's word is law and the children have no say and so they are afraid of their father and they, they can't do anything outside of the, their parents approval and things like that so it was it was weird because she had that fear. She also had that fear for her in-laws. She could barely eat. If, and it was so good. I love the fact where Obadari's mom said, look at this girl. She's petrified. She's afraid. She can't even be normal. And Obadari was like, oh, she'll be fine and stuff. You know, that same arrogance was the reason why he didn't understand that leaving his father with Stella, who was visibly afraid of him, was a problem. And that's why I think the entire story went the way it did. Now, Obadari's parents um, were hurt by the perceived betrayal of Obadari in choosing a wife that was not from their clan, but they were more adjustable to him because he was an adult. And that's how it should be. Like, these are consenting adults making a decision. But I began to think that could it be that they were more accepting because he was a man? 
because look at it that same courtesy was not extended to stella stella's father was just simple you're not marrying him go and apologize to your mother blah 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 there was no room for her to say what she felt it was like as a girl there's no opinion that you have when your father is talking it's the same thing that happened when her husband was talking so i i really began to think about and i think without meaning so or maybe meaning exactly that the writer was able to put in his or his prejudices and stereotypes about the opinions and places of men and women in the family and that is i wish it was done in a different way but that's me you know advocating for equal rights now the graduation of the story was great and you could almost feel the pressure of being torn between wanting to do right by your parents and being with the man that you love i understand that and then to be a parent who wants to adhere to culture and still keep your children happy was another thing. You know, I could totally relate. Good. I think Tina Mba was brilliant as always. I've said this before and I've always said And the scene where she was mourning the loss of her child was a show of talent. Like, <clears throat> I, I'd say, I'm not even going to be ashamed to say I was crying in the cinema like a fool. I was I was just really hurt. I think Zach Oji's stoic presence was good. I loved it because a lot of African families can describe their father fathers in that light. Stoic, strong, not showing emotion, overbearing, dominant, stuff like that. So you expect things like that. Um for it was real, it was something and the fact that he was crying in the middle of the night, ah that was a scene that was well done well done yeah um i'm going to move on now and talk about the dialogue yeah so uh many times i think the dialogue was slow yeah it, it was neat drawl it was almost a bit too boring um there were times when i needed the spark and it just wasn't there you know jack zach Olgi, as much as i like him and i loved how he portrayed his role i felt there were times when he could have lost his cool like when obadari came to say mm, you know, my your your daughter is dead. I mean, I wanted him to. This was his only child. I wanted him to go crazy, but he was controlled, calm, speaking in a draw, like okay, send us her buddy, this and that. And his wife was crying and lying down on the floor. He was just you know super cool. Ugh. I was no. I just feel like um the conversation you know the, if you look at the conversation between obadari's parents it had more spark because naturally you expect the yoruba person when they are talking to have even more spark when they are talking they're quite hyperactive as a people but in a way the slow controlled conversations of the Igbo family and the faster paced conversation of the yoruba family worked i'm not taking it away but there were just times when i needed the dialogue to have had a bit more oomph and it didn't so let's look at my favorite scenes. First, this has to be where both mothers hugged themselves in pain as they mourned the death of their children. That scene was, oh, I mean, I was like, oh my God, so well done. So well done. I was really, really impressed. I was crying. The only thing is I didn't have Qatar coming out of my nose, but I was crying. You know, it was crazy. And that scene was well shot. 
the next favorite scene I have is uh, when the queen raised her voice to the elders council when they threatened her husband's reign. It was like, do not come and bring all this cultural drama when I'm here thinking of my son and my husband, when I'm torn between, between trying to make sure that I respect you and trying to make sure that my husband is fine and okay, that you should be more caring about his health than you are about cultures and traditions and stuff like that. I was like, yes, mama, I love me this role. You did well, you know, stuff like that. It was really good. Um, another thing is the celebration of both Yoruba and Igbo cultures. Like I said, you know, the way they, they ate, the way they dressed, the way they acted, the music, you know, the dance, the, the everything, the celebration of the cultures was good. And I love to see African cultures celebrated like that. Now, my least favorite scene, God, 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 that's the thing that made me disappointed and wish I never spent my money in the cinema. After Stella and Obadere died, their spirits rose up. Stella rose up in what she was buried with, without shoes, and Obadere rose up in new clothes, in new shoes. And it kind of felt like, is there like a shopping mall in the spirit realm? You know, stuff like that. And if there was, why didn't Stella get shoes? Why didn't she get better clothes? You know, it was just so wrong. That scene was so bad that everyone in the cinema was like, I beg, I beg, I beg. You know, you know how people will be disgruntled by a film. That's what happened at that scene. Very horrible. My second least favorite scene has to be the circumstances around Stella's death. Was it traditional jazz, magic, voodoo that killed her? Or did she lose control of the vehicle? But if she did, why was that process so slow to when she hit the tree and usually when you hit the tree an airbag is deployed and you're probably saved why wasn't she saved you know it was just <sighs> it could have been done better my third least favorite scene has to be calling obadari's father from <laughs> the village now here's a little background he was in the hospital getting treatment for his ailment and the village voodoo head um called him and said you will know no rest until you come back you will know you know things that we we africans talk about and laugh about you know and he actually stood up and went back home so my question was does the jazz work or does the voodoo work or doesn't it work you know it just it was just here and there because if it worked why didn't the voodoo affect uh, obadari when he destroyed the shrine and does that mean that voodoo was what contributed to Stella's death? You know, a lot of things. So does it work? Does it not work? Is it that what you believe works? And so, you know, what? for that, I just didn't connect to that scene at all. Not even in the slightest bit. Okay. Over the years, though, I have noticed a fundamental problem with Kunle Afolayan's storytelling. But I always watch his movies because I see it as a learning opportunity for me. I always look at, you know, the shots, the angles, the cinematography. He always gets those ones right for the most part. And um, I always go to watch his films. So every time there's a Kunle Afolayan film in the cinema, I go to watch. This time, however, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed. The last scene was so off-putting that it ruined the entire film for me. I was so hurt by how he chose to go, how he chose to end the film. I was really, really hurt, right? And when I watched it in the cinema, everyone expressed it. I mean, literally people got up the moment they saw the two spirits coming up and they left the cinema. They didn't even, I waited to see the end credit and the rest, but they didn't wait. They were angry. You know, um, in fact, many of us were crying. I particularly was crying. I just hissed and wiped my, like literally the chair stopped and I just wiped my eyes and I was like, really, 
really 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 and then to have obadari and stella spirits rise up and walk into the sunset in a meadow <laughs> i know now it's not be- because i don't believe in an afterlife that was angry no i do believe in an afterlife but i was i just think it was poorly done that particular scene was poorly done and it was so off-putting and i think that <laughs> the thing about the clothes i just i don't even want to think about it, so i'm just gonna pass um overall i think kunle had a nice story that went awry with the end yes that's my view of the film the end stayed more with people than the entire story and that's a bummer because he could have done something really good that stayed with people um because he handled cultural um it's a basically a romeo julia story with a nigerian twist it could have stayed because these are things that are pressing issues in our communities but that's end i think kunle needed to, to to have that drama because the movie could have ended when both mothers held each other and were crying from pain but because it needed to be dramatic um it was just there so for that i am rating the bridge a five over ten but that's my opinion what do you think about the bridge have you seen the film do you like it what are your favorite or least favorite parts of the film share your views with us in the comment section and remember that you can select the movie for next week and we will review it for you that's about it on the show today please listen to the end of this podcast to find out ways to contact us and don't forget to tune in every tuesdays and thursdays at 105 p.m west african time on our various platforms it's hugs and kisses from Ramat. bye yeah. that's a wrap on today's podcast if you like us then like us on facebook and linkedin at shades of us or you can follow us on twitter and instagram at shades of us Afrik. Drop us a comment or tweet at us about any songs or movies you think would make for a great review. You could email shadesofusafrica at gmail.com or text to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later.